Heads up, Easter is early this year, so get everything you need to host for Sunday, March 31st. Pastel outfits for the whole family, Macy's has you covered. Macy's also has Toys R Us Easter basket goodies, from books to stuffed animals and even slime. Find it all in-store and online at Macy's.com. Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals makes it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies Find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows that we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be the chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions that help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today for the four things. I'm not going to have my typical four things imaging dividing up the topics because I'm sitting here with Chris Hansen, who's an investigative journalist, and I just feel like this topic is very serious. You likely uh, know Chris. He's done a lot of amazing work, but he's at least known in my mind for sure from Dateline NBC's To Catch a Predator. And he also has a podcast where he's revisiting some of those cases called Predators I Have Caught. And I just think this is such an important topic. And Chris, thank you so much for for joining me in this discussion and helping raise awareness and remind everyone, including me as a parent and some of my other parent listeners, or shoot, even if you're not a parent, it's just good to remember that online predators are out there and this is very real and you know we need to be aware of that. We don't want to believe that it could happen to our kids, right? right? That they're raised properly, they've been taught some rules. But think about this, Amy, you know, 17 years ago, we did the first predator investigation in Bethpage, Long Island. I was unsure if anybody would show up even for that, whether or not I had wasted tens of thousands of dollars of the network's money. 17 years later, just a few months ago, we're in Michigan 
And again, guys show up to meet underage boys and girls for sex. We had a Michigan state corrections officer, a prison guard. We had a guy who had done contracting work in the governor's mansion. This is just months ago as we get ready to launch a whole new television predator investigative series. I honestly thought that it would be a one or two episode event on Dateline, and that by the third time we did it, there was a very good chance no one would show up, that people would have learned their lesson. Now, fast forward, and especially during the pandemic, when the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children will tell you that the the amount of predatory contacts online has exploded. When we started, we merely had decoys and chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo. Well, today, you can't even keep track of all the social media platforms besides the, you know, the obvious, the TikToks, the interactive gaming, the Twitter and Twitch and, you know, the the dating websites. I mean, it's really difficult to keep track of. So there is more potential now in terms of social media platforms and more potential because kids are spending more time online. This is where they get educated. This is where they have their social interaction and this is where they explore. So this is where it's happening. So it's very important to have this conversation with your kids about being safe online. And it starts with an age appropriate conversation, I think. What would you say to a parent that's like, oh, I, that's just never going to happen to my kid? Wake up. You have to start with a conversation when the kids are young. And as I mentioned before, age appropriate. And kids respond to this, I think. There are people out there who want to trick you on the internet. Kids don't like to be tricked. And you don't want to get too heavy and too explicit and too you know, deep into it early on because you'll lose them. But if you start there... And as they get older, use some examples of how adults have, you know, preyed upon children online. I think you can get their attention. And and the, the problem here with this particular crime is that we don't have an effective way of demand reduction. We have punishment and there is treatment available, but it's not a sexy part of medicine. When we talk about drugs, we can treat it more as a sickness than a crime, addiction. We don't have the ability to treat this as an addiction. We don't have the understanding to delineate between addictive behavior, criminal behavior, sociopathic behavior. It's just all lumped into one category. And so it becomes very difficult to to piece it out, to know who can be treated and put on parole and be fine, who needs to be locked up for life. You know, it, it's, it's not a very sexy aspect of medicine. So we have some very dedicated people who are studying predators and pedophiles behind bars, and they're getting some, some honest answers from these people, but there is still no roadmap to fix the problem. And I doubt there ever will be. And so your best defense is protecting your children, having that discussion, having that dialogue, and taking physical precautions, technical precautions with your various devices. And there's no issue, I think, as a parent, snooping sometimes. You need to know what's going on. What is the main platform? I know that, yeah, in the last few years, there's so many other different avenues that have popped up, but is there still a main way that that they're doing it? It shifts, Amy. It can be skip the games one day. It can be a dating website one day. It can be TikTok one day. It can be all kinds of things. But the one thing that all of these events have in common is that once the contact is made on the social media platform, it changes over to communication directly on the smartphone. And so you need to have some sort of monitoring. When I was growing up, the advice was don't talk to strangers. Was it good advice then, good advice now? But the difference now is that the person contacting your child online, who's a stranger on a Wednesday, may be so adept at grooming 
at cajoling, at convincing your child that this person is someone different, that it's another kid or whatever, that he's not a stranger by the end of the week. And that's when this guard drops and this comfort level starts to be created. And that's the danger zone. Now, you mentioned grooming, and I think that it is a skill. I mean, it's a really scary one, but some are very, very good at it to where, you know, I don't know, a a kid for sure doesn't even realize that that's what's happening. Like if you're an adult that's aware, you're onto it. So you're not going to fall for it. But a kid isn't. If you're bringing hundreds and hundreds of pages of transcripts or thousands of pages of transcripts, you know, that I've read over the years, you see a pattern, but, and it's frightening. And especially we go back now and do the podcast where we look back at these cases, where these guys are now, you know, did they go straight? Did they go to prison? What happened? And, and we dig a little deeper and go behind the scenes in these cases. So it forces me to immerse myself into something that I may have only dug into a little bit because it was happening so quickly. And it really is disturbing when you get deeply into it and you, and you, you go word by word and line by line and you see it follows a pattern and, and they break down these traditional walls that exist in society between adults and children, and kids fall for it sometimes. This is a personal question for you, just because it popped into my head when you said you're digging deep into it. And I just can't imagine being in this particular line of work. How are you able to shut it off in a way to where after you were to film an episode and it's, or you're dissecting, you know, going back and looking at a case or digging really deep into something. Cause I mean, this is heavy stuff. I know that journalists have to deal with a lot, but how, how are you able to compartmentalize? Well, you know, I've I've done it for 40 years now and, and whether it's, you know, the newer investigations, the television series that we have out now on Discovery Plus, and we're working on some more along those same lines where we expose you know, different kinds of predators, the Peter Nygaards, the Onisians uh, of the world on, on social media, YouTube, etc. It does get at you because it, it, it becomes very personal because when you go after somebody today, because of the nature of social media and the ability for people to create misinformation campaigns, they sometimes come back after you. And so you have to have very thick skin. You have to be focused on, you know, the, the mission and, and you can't be afraid that somebody is going to come back at you and say something, whether it's true or not. And we have this discussion in our household all the time. It's like, look, these people are going to take shots, but they're like ants in a jar. You know, they're irritating to look at, but they really can't hurt you, at least in our case. So you have to continue on and stay focused. But yeah, it is dark material. And and I often joke that, you know, when people ask, have you ever got therapy or anything like that? And and I'm not dismissing therapy. I think it's critically important and it, it saves a lot of people. And you talk to the Michael Phelps of the world and they'll back that up. But, you know, when it comes to me, I sometimes, you know, bury this stuff and I keep it nice and safe under a cement cap where it belongs. And, and, and uh, I have different ways of, of coping with it. But, you know, you just have to not let it get you down. You know, you have to see the big picture, at least for me and everybody. It's very individual specific. So I realized that the material that we've produced over the years is for the greater good, and it educates people. It takes people on a journey of discovery they wouldn't normally get to take, and they see things and hear things they wouldn't normally get to see and hear. So if you can get in the mind of a criminal and you can hear the voice of a victim, you can better prevent other people from becoming victims. And I think that's, that's part of my job. As a, as a journalist. And so you mentioned on your podcast, uh, Predators I've Caught, that you do a deep dive to see where are they now. 
and have they rehabilitated? And what are y'all finding as you dig a little deeper to where they are now? Are people getting the help they need and they're able to move past this? It's a mixed bag. And as you can imagine, people who have moved on with their lives, maybe somebody who surfaced in one of our investigations was 20 or 21. He was trying to meet a girl who was 13 or 14, thinking, okay, in a few years, if this works out, the age difference won't be illegal. It's more of a Romeo and Juliet thing. I would argue that at that age difference, it's a crime, and there's no difference between a 40-year-old and a 20-year-old in terms of the harm they could cause. But having said that, there are those guys in that category who have moved on, who have become artists and business people and productive members of society. It's not something they want to talk about. It's something I want to talk about with them, and we're in the process of trying to to, you know, have people on the show who will talk about it. You have an area of people in the middle where we really don't know what they're up to. We have some who are still in prison and who will never figure it out. We have some, for instance, the rabbi, David Kay, who was criminally prosecuted in our second investigation way back in 2006. He's been in and out of prison multiple times for parole violation. I mean, here's a guy who's with his therapist and his probation officer, parole officer, comes to talk to him. And he's not supposed to have a device that accesses certain areas of the internet. And while he's in the interview with the therapist and the probation officer, his illegal phone goes off. Off he goes, back to, back to prison. I mean, you know, when are you going to learn? Let me tell you about this 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater that I got for $50. I ordered it in navy, the crew neck style, and it is perfect. I wore it with jeans and heels to work and then later in the day threw on sneakers and it was a simple outfit that got so many compliments. And something like this exists thanks to Quince. I already have the ivory color in my cart for my next order, which by the way, I never thought I would own anything cashmere before, but since all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's doable now. They also have organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more that you need to check out for yourself. And here's how they do it. They partner directly with top factories. Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Amy. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, we're brought to you today by IKEA. No matter if you live in a three-bedroom house or a tiny apartment, we all have mess in one form or another, and it takes over if you let it. Overcoming mess can feel like an impossible task. 
Who has time and money for that? But the good news is IKEA has easy and affordable solves for any kind of clutter. Got that chair that seems to collect all your clothes? There's a wardrobe organizer for that. Got a monstrous mess under your bed? No problem. That's what under bed storage is for. How about that one drawer that seems to have everything and nothing in it at the same time? Nothing one of their many versatile drawer organizers can't solve. IKEA makes storage solutions that are within reach. Solutions that work for spaces of every size and shape. And for any budget. So you can confidently face mess head on and start enjoying every last inch of your home. Visit IKEA to explore more affordable storage today. You can't afford mess. So IKEA makes storage affordable. All right, look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area so that when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. So make hiring easy and go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. You know, you mentioned uh, sometimes it might be okay for parents to snoop. Like, what are we looking for? I think you're looking at things, you're looking for things that would indicate communication with someone you don't know. And remember the key here is when you talk to kids, you shouldn't be talking to people online who you don't know in real life. I mean, yeah, when, when, when adults are looking to meet people online, that's different. There's still a danger level for adults meeting on dating websites is, is many background checks are involved here. But you really have to approach it as if you don't know that person unless you actually know them in real life. Because the person who says to you they're a 14-year-old good-looking kid in Malibu, California, could be a fat 56-year-old sitting in his underwear in a basement with a computer surrounded by empty pizza boxes. And that's reality. And we've seen cases where kids have been tricked by those posing as, as age-appropriate people. And so how do you feel about kids with social media? Do you have a, an age suggestion for parents? I think each parent knows their child best. I think one of the most disturbing trends I see now, and one I think that's deserving of, of more reporting, some parents who are exploiting their children on YouTube and other social media platforms in an effort to make money. I mean, there are some outrageous things going on. I mean, there are the cute things, too, that are shared amongst family members. You know, little so-and-so did this today, or we had a third birthday for, for so-and-so. There's a cottage industry today with some parents exploiting some children, and it's very disturbing, and it's vastly unregulated, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to do damage down the road. Yeah, I mean, I've thought with my kids, my daughter's 14, my son is now 11, and they have a say whether or not, but I do have a very public following, especially on Instagram. I, You know, I'm 
on a nationally syndicated radio show every morning and I tell stories about them, but nothing's like visual and there's no direct like contact. But I did make a choice to put them on my social media when they were younger after we had just, we adopted them from Haiti. Now they're a little more vocal of like, I don't want to be on there or I do. My daughter has no social media of her own, but now we just got a cat (laughs) and she thinks, well, (laughs) it doesn't yet, but she wants to set up a page for the cat, but she's also she's sneaky and smart. And I'm like, is this her way of trying to get her own Instagram account, but telling me that it's going to be for the cat? So, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to let her do that. And and maybe I do let her run something like that, but from my phone. Look, you know, I, I'm on the other side of it for the most part. I mean, you know, my oldest is, our guys range from almost 30 to, to 19, but still, you know, in the case of kids who are in college, I, you know, if they want to FaceTime me in the middle of the night because they're at a party and, and, and somebody wants to meet Chris Hansen, that's fine. But I don't tag them in an Instagram post on something journalistically related or anything else because they need to have their private lives. And I don't need to advertise to the world, you know, where these kids are, where they go to school and all that sort of thing. Now, my older guys who are, you know, they have public images. One works in this business behind the scenes and, and as a camera guy and a production guy, and the other is on camera for a television station in Oklahoma City. So, you know, that's different. They're grownups. They're 27 and 29 years old. But the, but anybody younger who's still in school, nieces, nephews, you know, I'm, I'm very careful with. Do we have a number of how many predators are out there? You know, it's a very difficult number. Years ago, at the very beginning, this number 50,000 at any given time was battered around. And it, it came to me through a speech made by the attorney general at the time. And when I traced it down, it came back to something that was actually on the show that came from another speech by a local attorney general. And and we don't really know is the answer. A lot. But if you give it an account that the, you know, the ubiquitous nature of the internet worldwide, I mean, there's no telling who's out there at any given time. There's no telling how many are on any individual social media platform. So it's almost worthless to try to derive a specific number. It's big and it's an issue. And we've got cases to show. And the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children will tell you that in the peak of the pandemic specifically, there was an explosion in verified reports to NCMEC of predatory contact online, focusing on children. And, and, and so, you know, when I think about statistics, I go for the, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, I think is very reliable. Some of the other groups are very reliable. Law enforcement, obviously, when they're verified reports, and, and, and that's what I deal with. But nobody can say, honestly, that there are X number of predators online at any given time. We just don't know. So we just need to know that there is a lot. They do exist. They are out there. And it did pick up during the pandemic. It's not going away. I think the the most important things that we do with this franchise, with this kind of reporting, is that we create a dialogue that didn't exist before and an awareness. And I think by just the very virtue of you and I having this discussion and parents having this discussion with their kids, just the awareness automatically brings a level of security that didn't exist before. So it's it's really just talking about it. Let's use me as an example, since I've got, I mean, you know, 14, 11, they're similar. Like you mentioned, it starts with a conversation, you know, age appropriate. 
So let's say I'm going to sit down with my daughter tonight and start this conversation. What would your advice be for me? You know, each kid is so individual specific. So growing when my boys were the oldest guys were growing up, you know, one would tell me almost too much and one you had to drag stuff out of. So, you know, every, every approach is different, but you know, if you toss a subject out there or you tell a story about something you read, or in my case, something I reported on and let them mull it over, simmer on it for a minute. And usually it, it sparks some sort of a conversation. I saw this today, or did you guys see this deal with TikTok? Or did you hear about this new social media website? Or explain to me how Snapchat works and let them go on and on. And so, and usually kids will open up and tell you about it. And from there, you can take it to who are you talking to on Snapchat? And I just want you to be right. I don't want to scare you. Blame it on me. I was talking to Chris Hansen today, or I saw something, or I heard his podcast. And, you know, I, I know that you wouldn't do this on purpose, but I just want to make sure that you're all, that you're all good here and you know who you're talking to. You know, I've always said a good interviewer is, is, is a better listener. You don't sit down with a list of questions. You sit down with ideas and then you try to get in somebody's head and let them tell you the story. And if there's a silent moment, that's okay. And sometimes the best question is just to say, explain that to me. Do you think it's okay to explain to them exactly what grooming is? Yeah, I think so. And again, I'm not pretending like I'm, you know, oh, parent yeah, no. <laughs> of the year here. I have no degree in therapy or anything like that. I, I you know, I, I'm exposed to a lot of therapists and people who have information because of what I do for a living. And I try to glean something from everybody who I think is a, is a good point or is smarter than I am. But yeah, I think, you know, you, look, you don't want to turn them off, right? And you don't want to be the parent, I think, you know, like my dad would just create such a loud noise anytime somebody did something he didn't want that we just hid it all from him, right? And you don't want that. You can't be your kid's best friend because that's not right. You're the parent. And so someplace in between, you navigate a comfort space where you say, look, if anything weird happens to you, you can come to me and, and, and tell me about it. And, and I'm not going to get mad at you. It, it's sort of like you know, when they get older and they're at a party, you know, if people are drinking, including you or the person driving, let me know and I'll come get you. If I've been drinking, I'll send an Uber, but do not ever get in a car behind the wheel after you've had even one drink or anything else. And, and you know, you'll get a you'll get a free pass just by letting me know. So we don't have this dangerous issue. And I think that applies to a lot of things in parenting and, and, and you know, you, you got to have rules. There's got to be some sort of a, a, you know, a consequence for bad behavior. But if you create an environment where they can come to you and say, you know, it's weird this happened today and you can say, all right, great and, and run it down. And if it is trouble, you can report it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, we're brought to you today by IKEA. No matter if you live in a three-bedroom house or a tiny apartment, we all have mess in one form or another, and it takes over if you let it. Overcoming mess can feel like an impossible task. Who has time and money for that? But the good news is IKEA has easy and affordable solves for any kind of clutter. Got that chair that seems to collect all your clothes? There's a wardrobe organizer for that. Got a monstrous mess under your bed? No problem. That's what under bed storage is for. How about that one drawer that seems to have everything and nothing in it at the same time? Nothing one of their many versatile drawer organizers can't solve. IKEA makes storage solutions that are within reach. Solutions that work for spaces of every size and shape. And for any budget. So you can confidently face mess head on and start enjoying every last inch of your home. Visit IKEA to explore more affordable storage today. You can't afford mess. So IKEA makes storage affordable. All right, look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area so that when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. So make hiring easy and go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I think that's half the battle right there. I have young people that listen as well. And I guess what would you tell them if maybe they know a friend is in a, I'll call it a sticky situation, like they know that the friend is chatting with someone that they shouldn't, but they don't want to be a tattletale, but they really are worried. Well, I think they should come to you first 
and you can make the decision as to how dangerous the situation is and you can reach out to, to that parent. And, and we had a case, you know, and I, I did a show on it on the, the YouTube channel, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. We had a, a mother whose 14, 15 year old son <clears throat> was on social media and was contacted by somebody who identified themselves as a very attractive age appropriate girl who sent photos. He sent photos back. It ended up, it wasn't a girl, it was scammers who then used his photos as a form of child pornography on the internet and used them to blackmail him. And he's not a dumb kid. He's not a ill-behaved child. He got tricked. He finally, you know, on the verge of suicide over this, told his mom, you know, thankfully, and the mom got involved and, you know, they, the stuff was being, these photos were being swapped and, and, and transmitted all across Twitter. And they contacted Twitter and they said, well, we see no violation of our terms of service here. And they went back and forth and finally they got the FBI involved and, you know, they pushed and pushed and they took them down. But there was a lot of damage done in the period of time between the report and the time something was done. And there's a there's a civil lawsuit against Twitter seeking damages on that right now. But, you know, there's a situation where, you know, if your kid came to you and said so-and-so is in a jam here you know, then you've got to navigate that with that parent. But I think you're better off offending somebody by contacting them. I would rather know than have this poor kid go through all this. I mean, it's it's really hurtful to the kid who gets tricked and they're embarrassed and they're shamed and they don't want to come forward. But. Yeah, it's got to be so hard to be a kid with all the technology and everything. Oh, we had Playboy magazines in the woods, you know, that was it. No, <laughs> so that was, you know, that was as bad as it got when I was a kid. And uh, now it's... It's the wild west out there. You know, you mentioned that it was someone posing as a woman, but it, I'm assuming that it really was a man. But are, are there any women predators? You know, that's an excellent question, Amy. And, and we have never seen a woman show up in one of our investigations. I write about a case in the, the book I, I wrote uh, some years back on the whole topic. And the experts will tell you that in the case of female predators, you're more likely to see the teacher-student scenario, that female predators don't like the anonymity that a male predator does. A male predator feeds off of it sometimes. And so you see this you know, fantasy life being played out online, and then they blur the line between fantasy and reality, and they act out, and suddenly this guy's knocking on your door. In the case of the female predator, you usually see the teacher-student. And so out of all the years we've been doing this and um, all the sting operations we've conducted, we have never once out of hundreds of predators seen a woman go in surface seeking a young man or young woman. Yeah, you bring up a good point, though, too. I, I, I have seen, the, obviously, some of the teachers that make the news, but yeah, they just haven't shown up on the show. But that is a situation where, I guess, in a way, but I feel like as society, we, we're just, this is not right but I'm going to say it, that when I see that, I don't gasp nearly as loudly as I do if it were a male teacher with a female. I, I think you represent a lot of people. Like it's still not um, right. <laughs> no, it's wrong and it's damaging, harmful and all that. And the law should be applied equally to mm -hmm. men and women, but it doesn't have the same visceral response for whatever combination of societal reasons. But then back to the hundreds of men you've seen show up at the door. Is there something they have in common that got them there? What they have in common is they don't stand out of a crowd. Yeah, we get our fair share of rangy looking predator-like characters who, you know, might as well have the word predator tattooed on their forehead. But the vast majority are 
run-of-the-mill guys you'd see walking down the street, standing next to you in a grocery store or dry cleaners on a Saturday morning. And they come from all walks of life. We've seen doctors on the cutting edge of cancer research. We've seen teachers. We've seen, you know, as I mentioned, uh, law enforcement officers. Rabbis, yeah. Rabbis, people from all walks of life. I guess I mean more so, like, do they have a background or psychologically, or have they experienced trauma as children themselves that then led to this. Like, I, I don't know if there's like a consistent, not that every single person's going to have it, but there's a, a common thing or theme that shows up. I think there's all that. And again, you know, I'm by no means a therapist or, or you know, a prosecutor or a law enforcement investigator. I just play them on TV. But, you know, it strikes me that there are three different categories. They're the hardcore predator who'd be doing this with or without the internet. You know, the bad little league coach, the guy lurking about at the food court at the mall, the guy prowling around the theater. Bad guys. And maybe they had something happen in their life that made them this way. Maybe they're wired that way, but they're bad no matter what. There are the younger guys who are maybe socially inept to see this as an opportunity to finally meet their girl or guy. And they can probably be given probation and some sort of restriction for a while on the internet. And, you know, they'll probably go straight. And then there's this more complicated category in the middle. Guys who think this way, who have fantasies, but would not act out upon them without the internet and the addictive nature to it, the anonymity and the 24-7 access. And I think they get to a point where they work themselves up into this possibility of having this underage boy or girl, and they blur the line between fantasy and reality, and suddenly they're knocking on our door. And they often say, I knew this was going to be you. I knew this was a sting. I knew it wasn't right. And then it goes into, you know, the excuses. I was just here to keep an eye on the girl or I wanted to alert the boy's parents and, and, you know, you go on into the, the crazy excuses that we hear. But, but I think those are the basic three categories, at least in, in our experience, what we've seen. You know, you mentioned, you don't, you're not this, this, and this, you just play that on TV, but how did you get into this specific role? Well, I, you know, I've always been a reporter, I, you know, from my, my later teens, I was in radio and print and was lucky enough to get into television um, when I was still in college. And so along the way, I I had an interest in crime reporting. I grew up a mile and a half from where Jimmy Hoffa was last seen. And and as a teen, I was fascinated by it. I used to ride my bike up there and check out the crime scene and all the reporters and correspondents there. And so I guess I got bit by the bug back then. But as I progressed from Lansing to Tampa to Detroit to the network, uh, you know, I just sort of focused on this crime investigative enterprise reporting and and had done a lot of it over the years. And and when I heard about this online watchdog group called Perverted Justice, I started to think, well, maybe if we combine their ability to pose as kids in chat rooms with our ability to wire a house with microphones and cameras, it could be pretty compelling. And so I pitched it and a lot of smart people weighed in on it and, and we did it. And that's how it started. It was the wildest thing. I remember when it first came out and then even just, I, I was on air on a morning show back in its prime in some of those years. And I mean, that's what we, we would talk about it. We'd be like, oh my gosh, did you? I mean, that was our part of what we were speaking about while people were on their morning drive. I mean, it did. It, it blew our minds that like people were still showing up. Blew my mind. 
I mean, you know, and again, we're out doing it now and they're still showing. Right. And because it's not as simple as, oh, wow, I just I now know they're filming people on TV because it is. It's something that's so sick in someone that's happening. Like we infiltrated a crime as it was being committed. I mean, if you had the ability to put cameras in in every uh, drug house or every you know bank robbery or you know you would see this being committed. And what we were able to do was to insert ourselves in a scenario and watch a crime being committed in real time, watch the the chat online, which in most cases constitutes the felony, and watch them show up and be able to talk to the person, be able to see in some cases the person interact with the the target, the victim in the case. And so it is very compelling to watch. You know, I, I often joke with people that, you know, out of 10 Emmys, none of them is for to catch a predator. They're all for other things. It, the predator franchise is, you know, 5% of my portfolio, but it is without a doubt, the most impactful and iconic thing I've ever, I've ever done or been a part of. And, you know, when my two oldest were, you know, in high school, they went to a high school on the East Coast that you know, had a lot of famous dads, you know, being on TV, wasn't a big deal. They had captains of industry and Wall Street and sports. But when South Park did a Chris Hansen to catch a predator episode, suddenly, you know, I'm cool as yeah. out there. You're um, like, I've I've made it. I was on South Park. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, yes, encourage some people maybe didn't watch to catch a predator, or depending on what age they are, maybe going back and listening to the podcast or people don't watch things, but going back and revisiting it will very much make it real <laughs> that that predators are out there and we do need to make sure that we're protecting our kids. And if you're a parent, it's our responsibility to have these conversations. So I'm thankful to have sat down with you today, Chris, to remind us of that and give us any wisdom that you have on it, given that you've dedicated so much of your life to this. The work that you do is so important and I am thankful for it. Quickly before we wrap, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us four things that you're thankful for, I typically have guests share some some things that they you know love having in their life, like on a daily basis, big or small. Well, I, you know, it's a great question. So I think if I had to name four things, and I, I, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I, I'm thankful for you know my family, friends, loved ones, one, and, and what I'm able to contribute to those relationships that I'm fit. Uh, focused, and that uh, all these projects are financed. So it's a it's a bit of an over alliteration with that the F there, shirt. but I think uh, fit, focused, those, and financed. <laughs> fit, focused, and financed. Those are three, and family is the fourth. So and most important. So awesome. Okay, love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and all the the content that you put out there for for us that that really is making a difference. Stay tuned. There's more to come. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. Thanks, Amy. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. 
IKEA knows that we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be the chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions that help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. I've been telling you about Tacova's boots for a very long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code BONES at checkout. That's B-O-N-E-S at tacovas.com. And that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Come and point your toes west. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.